James? Gary? What are you doing sitting alone in the living room in the dark? A couple of days ago, I bought some Vindaloo chicken. Had a seamless delivery. I left that in the refrigerator, and I marked it with my name. I imagine you saw it. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. It was, it was in the refrigerator with your name on it. Then why did you eat it? Okay, you're right. I will order you another chicken Vindaloo. You just tell me what restaurant, and we'll knock that out. It's too late. Excuse me? You force my hand. You'll notice that I have on your pants. You got underwear on? I don't. All right, well, just calm down, man. First of all, take off my pants. I don't really like you jing jangling around in them. And what in the world are you doing right now? 911, what's your emergency? Yeah, my, my roommate is shitting my pants. Come again? I know what it sounds like, and it's exactly what it sounds like. He is wearing my pants, and he is defecating inside of them as some kind of revenge towards me. Stop, dude! And is this man wearing underwear? No, sir. I can see the outline of his penis. He's just in there raw. Okay, sir, why don't you go ahead and give me your address. We're going to send a couple officers down, see if we can't get your friend and his feces out of your pants. Hmm? Uh, thank you, sir. We're at 1253 Myrtle Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. Please hurry, sir. All right, sir. Try to stay calm. Officers are on their way. And just in case it's helpful, Macy's is having a sale on men's pants, all right? That's very helpful. Thank you so much for everything. Just doing my job, sir. Sorry your morning started out so rough. Let's just have a little bit of context about that last one. Because shitting somebody else's pants is hilarious to me. And there is a story. I don't have to bookmark it for some reason every six to eight months. I think about it and I giggle. Or it might be because I threatened to do it to my wife, but still, I think about it to make the threat. This happened in Manhattan in 2016. Uh, a man, I'm just going to go through the story. A man randomly shoved a bag of feces down a woman's pants on Monday. <laughs> he had also thrown feces at another woman's face just hours earlier, police said. This man was a menace. Um... The man came up from behind a 27-year-old woman walking on a 74th Street near 1st Avenue at about 6 p.m. and grabbed her waist, pushed the bag of feces into her pants, and smeared it onto her butt. The incident was captured in a surveillance video released by police, and after the impact, the man appears to take off a pair of latex gloves and flee the scene. I'm going to just stop right there. Um, part of me hates the fact that he had gloves on, because if you're the kind of insane person who's going to shove feces down somebody else's pants, I want you to do that. Like, I want it to be your feces, and I want you to be bare-fisted with it. You should have to run a couple blocks and wash that shit off somewhere. Who's going to let you in with shit on your hand? I have no idea. But, unfair. 6 p.m. 
feels early. I don't know what is an appropriate time to shove feces down somebody else's pants. 6 p.m. feels early. I feel like that crime should either be wildly early in the morning, like a 4 a.m. attack, because who's out at 4 a.m.? I just had to walk my dog. Well, that's what you get. Or if it's late, I feel like that's 11, 11, 16 p.m. <clears throat> Good God. And this woman was only 27. Can you imagine the trauma? She's probably walking around like a survivor of being kidnapped for 15 years. The world thought I was dead. But this man just kept coming for me. He wouldn't let me shower. But he still ate me out for two hours every day. Just a disgusting, ugh. And this 27-year-old, who is now 30, she's got baggage that nobody can really understand or relate to. Except for one other person. Um... Just hours earlier, at about 4.25 p.m., the same suspect hurled a bag of poop, excuse me, the same suspect hurled poop, no bag, at a 33-year-old woman, hitting her in the face and torso in front of 67 East 91st Street. He fled the scene toward Park Avenue. This is a rich, like, upper Manhattanites nightmare. Like, this is their... God, what happened? World War II? This is their Holocaust. Okay, took too long. Um, the last attack was heard by the owner of a salon nearby. Now, this guy... You know what? I'm going to finish it, then we're going to go back. The last attack was heard by the owner of a nearby salon, Boris, I can't pronounce his last name, who owns Boris Salon, located on the same block, said he heard the woman's screams while he was cutting a customer's hair on Monday. <laughs> Another neighbor, Linda Kim, who owns Best Health Gourmet Deli, I feel like I've been there, with her mother, said she was surprised no one helped the woman. For people to walk by and not do anything, it's bad, Kim said. It's pretty quiet here, but anywhere is not safe. The suspect is 40, standing 6 foot tall and weighing 200 pounds, so he's every dude that's not short. Um, it's not clear why the man attacked her, but police believe she was targeted at random. Okay, now going back on this 33-year-old woman who got it, so much worse. First of all, this was on a Monday at 4.25. Now, he was in a very nice area, so perhaps she was just a, a rich trophy wife taking a stroll just to break up the monotony of the day while she waits for her Wall Street dude to get home. And on her stroll, she got hit in the face and torso with poop. <laughs> and what's even funnier to me about that, other than the time, 425 is such a crazy time. And 425, okay, they heard the screams, and then Boris looked at the clock, or he heard the screams, and then Boris looked outside and saw a woman with shit on her face and on her chest, and then he looked at the clock and was like, 425, it feels early for that. And then, Mrs. Kim, Linda Kim, I think that her shit is hilarious because 
She said for people to walk by and not do anything is pretty bad. First of all, why would you be surprised that no one wants to help? Did you help? Because the article does not say, and the police did not confirm, that Linda helped. Linda saw a woman with shit on her face and torso and then noticed other people refusing to touch a woman in the street with shit on her. And if they just saw what happened, then they damn sure don't want to touch her. But if they didn't, they think she's some crazy homeless person or just crazy because it's New York on the Upper West Side. And they're like, nah. Or where were we at? 67 East 91st Street. Okay, the Upper East Side. A little bit upper. Is that we technically in Midtown? You know what I'm talking about. Those people have money. And they were like, ooh, that woman's got shit on her. And the workday is not done. It's 4.25 p.m. Whatever reason they're out, either they're tourists who need to be getting back to whatever the fuck they're trying to get to today, or they're people who are at work trying to get to the office real quick so that they can get back to their family. Or they left the office a little early and they're on their way home like, ooh, don't touch me with that shit. Thank you. I think everything about this story is hilarious. Um, a 33-year-old and a 30-year-old have been changed by this man who, and I've, I've looked up from time to time, I don't think he was ever caught. And I don't know how you really bring this man to justice. Don't tell me that you lock him up. Because that's not good enough. And not that, you know, we're doing an eye for an eye or anything, but I, mean, I don't know that he really deserved. For hitting the woman in the face and in the torso, and I keep saying torso because that's really funny to me. I just imagine, like, the shit broke up into a billion pieces once it left his hand. And then it just hit her like she was being rained down on. Like, um, in Avengers Endgame, when Thanos took a moon and threw it at Iron Man and it just broke. I mean, how do you give this person... How do you give these women justice? Do you let them poop into a bag or into something like a shovel? Onto something like a shovel so that one of them can shove their shit down his pants and make him sit in it for an amount of time that they feel like, you know, it's justice. While the other one gets far enough away that she can sling the shovel filled with feces at this man and it will hit him in the face and torso so that she feels that she has justice honestly and I know nobody else is with me that's justice to me um or you know if they just want to get creative but his punishment should involve poop and even though prison rape does have a poopish thing in between the cracks I don't think that that's necessarily fair I think that if somebody wanted to wash his mouth out with poop, that would be acceptable because it's gross enough that nobody's going to say he doesn't deserve it. Um, I would poop in his shoes and make him put his feet in those and walk around for like a day because I was going to say a week, but it's going to get cold and it's going to get hard and crack and crumble. So he'll just basically be stepping on rocks after like the second day and that's not going to be as funny or... Um, enough justice for me. What else? I mean, I could think of a million things to do with poop. Like, I just thought about handing him of like, big hunk of shit and telling him that's your soap bar and <laughs> to go to work with it. 
Oh, making him squeeze poop out of a toothpaste thing and brush his teeth with it. What else? I mean, maybe just make him sit somewhere and let people throw their feces at him until he begs them to stop. <sighs> the list goes on. It's been a wild little week that I have had. Uh, I think this third oldest sister because of four I am the oldest child um sister Capri she got married last week in a nice little zoom ceremony to a guy that she has been seeing as long as I can recall like she's my sister from my father's side and my parents got divorced but when I told my mom even she was like Jesus what's it been like 15 years they've been together forever they were living together I think in college Living together is the theme of this. Now, I've lived with, in total now, three women. Um, and I guess as another sister is uh, getting ready to get engaged, um, they will not live together before they get married. And my mother and I got in this very uh, heated uh, I'll call it a debate. Um, my family would consider themselves religious. And I feel like that's at the center of it. And so on one side, you've got, let's say my mom, even though my sister feels like this, who feels like marriage needs to happen before you live together. And I was raised religiously in the church so I understand why they think that and where it's coming from doesn't mean that I think it's right because I think it's very wrong um, but I understand kind of like when black people say they can't be racist that is not true but I get where you're coming from with this whole power theory but I think back to what went wrong for the most part because it wasn't until my wife and I began living together that I realized, okay, this is right. Now, that's not to say that when I lived with previous people that immediately I knew the wrong because the truth of the matter was that one of them it was just wrong all the way. Let's go back. So the first relationship for me where I was living with a woman, I was a child. I was 21 and we had been together for, uh, I think, two years at that point. But we didn't get along. She was cheating on me constantly. As far as I knew. Like, I didn't know that as a fact. I'm just very, very positive. And I don't hate this woman. Um, but she was. And because of that, we argued all the time because I didn't trust her. Because I knew. I just couldn't prove it. Um... And when I think about us living together, I think about little things like we weren't cooking, we were eating shit. I don't remember if we cleaned every week. I think we were kind of trying to be adults, but not really. We got some pets right away, which became a problem. She liked cats. I liked dogs. She had a cat that liked me that I eventually ended up liking, but I really didn't like her cats. Especially this one who I just hated. I can't even remember his name anymore. And um, 
And then she ended up like kind of trying to take over my dog. So we got another dog that she could have that was hers, who I assume is dead now because I have not seen that dog in any of her pictures. She has a wonderful, nice little family now. Um, and I don't know, that, that whole thing, it was just toxic probably just because we argued all the time. I wouldn't say that we needed to live together to figure out that we weren't meant to be, but I'm glad that we did because the thing that I can't understand is why somebody thinks that first you should chain yourself to someone before you know what it's like to have metaphorical chains because yes half of all marriages end in divorce me personally and I'm not religious not even an ounce um I just don't ever want to do it again and to me getting married before you live together is probably even stupider than getting married without having slept with someone now the religious people would probably want you to believe like hey sex can be worked out it's not everything and no it isn't but also it's super important because if you don't like having sex with the only person that you're really supposed to have sex with that doesn't sound like the recipe for 75 years of marital bliss sounds like you're gonna be cheating and probably just get divorced and like living with somebody you don't know I had a, a topic that I was going to talk about before all of this family stuff came about and I was going to discuss how my wife keeps hanging the paper towel wrong now how does one hang toilet paper wrong so glad you asked you are clearly an insane person because toilet paper or paper towel hang in the front because you can pull down and snatch or with the paper towel specifically, I can walk by and snatch and just keep on going. I don't have to break stride. And when I am in a position with the toilet paper, like sure, I don't like pulling from the back, period, to wipe my ass, but I really don't wanna be in a situation, and this comes about more so in public bathrooms. Um, I don't wanna be in a situation where I am dancing because there is a timeline and I am close to the end of this thing, and I don't know if I'm gonna make it. So I'm dancing, but I'm also trying to build my nest around the toilet because that's what I do. I don't wanna sit on that. Not even, you know, before they were like, you can get herpes from sitting on a, a raw public toilet seat. I still was like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna feel the cold of what should be a sterile seat that I don't know. I don't wanna feel the warmth of a fat guy who was in there right before I sat down. And I also don't like that men pee all over seats. I don't want to wipe up your piss. I will, and then I'll throw it away and then begin my nesting. But I'm, I'm going to wipe it away with a hand, like a mummy, just wrapped in toilet paper, even though urine is sterile. Um, so that's why stuff can't hang a certain way. And she and I were discussing it because she noticed if it's a small thing, and that is small, in my current relationship because I could definitely see me bringing that up in other relationships where I didn't give a fuck um, but that's small so rather than say something like you're doing it wrong I just walk by and I change how the paper towel is hanging and eventually she noticed and I was like I'm doing that because 
You're supposed to pull down and snatch. So I can do it when I'm walking away without breaking stride. And she was like, well, that sounds crazy. And I was like, I know. But this is important. And because we want to move very shortly. And I was like, and I need you to have that together for the next place. It's going to be a classy place. And we're going to hang our toilet paper classy. I might even do a triangle fold like the hotels do. But before we got together, I mean, I, I've lived with somebody who was a neat freak who would yell at me over the way that I arranged stuff in the refrigerator. And it's not like I was trying to shove a round peg into a square hole or anything. I would just put it where I thought stuff made sense and that wasn't good enough. I'd hear about it. I would hear about literally everything I did. And I couldn't even, because, you know, prior to my wife now, I was dating a lot of people who ended up being like vegetarians and were vegans or on a vegan diet. It was a nightmare in some cases because like one woman wouldn't even let me cook in the kitchen if it was meat. She was like, oh, the smell of burning meat makes me nauseous. And I was like, okay. This is crazy because I think I found out because one day I like made some bacon in the morning and she came home and was just disgusted. And I was like, what's going on? Why are you freaking out? And she's like, okay, I just, I don't like meat being cooked in the kitchen. And I was like, all right. So I have to go buy meat at like a fast food place and I can bring it in and I can microwave it. I just can't cook it on the stove. Okay. All right. Um, and they were just a lot of little things. Some people get weird about like, um, okay, here's something. I, I didn't realize how much I hate people who are always on their phone. Now I know that it's kind of the times that we live in. My, my wife is on her phone a lot, but it's not enough that I want to like, take it out of her hands and throw it out a window or something. It's just a lot for me, but I am the total opposite. I'm almost never on my phone. Like I have almost turned into the old person who gets back to you a day later because I just don't have my phone on me. And if it's not like work related, I don't care. But I said that to say like, sometimes somebody can be on their phone like all the time. And it doesn't even have to be like a, a jealous, like, who are you talking to type thing. Like, they might just be candy crushing in 2021 with no sign of letting go. And at first, because this person did candy crush a lot. And uh, when this started, candy crush had been old for like five, six years. And I was like, wow, you, you really like candy crush. Six years later, she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she would just always play. And anytime that we would try to do something, she would start playing. And I was like, hey, are you are you bored with what we're doing? We can do something else. No, 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 no. I just, you know, I, I like uh, doing Candy Crush while I'm uh, sitting or whatever. And I was like, okay. And then eventually it got to the point where anytime that she wanted to do something, 
there wouldn't be Candy Crush. But anytime that I wanted to do something, there would be Candy Crush. And I started feeling like uh, I was supposed to be entertaining her like a clown, and this was her I'm bored move. And I was just like, look, I, I'm not a clown, so you can play Candy Crush all day because, sorry, you hate what I hate. And she did. She hated everything I hated. Eventually. It didn't start out like that. But it was to the point where, now granted, this woman was a racist, but it got to the point where if I watched anything that had a white person like starring in it, uh, there was some show, Garfunkel and Oates, which I thought was very funny when it came out. And I was watching the first season as soon as it was available on Netflix. She took one look at it, basically rolled her eyes and left the room. And that just became what she did anytime I was watching something that had white people in it. Which is probably half the time. And I was like, wow, I wonder if she actually hates that stuff or if she just hates that stuff because I like it. And we've all had relationships where it got to that point or when your friends do that weird stuff, like they just don't want to go see the one thing that you want to. And you're like, all right, you really hate Shia LaBeouf like that? Or do you just hate Shia LaBeouf like that because I really like Shia LaBeouf? Come on now. You know you didn't feel that strongly about him a year ago. I'd like to speak on um, honesty for just a moment. Nobody is honest with anybody anymore. Give you a good example. I was watching this show, Thousand Pound Sisters, and in the most recent episode, the larger of the two sisters who was weighing in at about 644 pounds, told her new boyfriend, who drove eight hours from North Carolina to come see this woman in Kentucky or wherever in the country she lived. And after spending a week with her, she keeps alluding to this secret. I need to tell him. I know I just need to tell him. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, this woman has herpes. Not the case. My wife was pretty big on the hippies. Wasn't that either. Nope. This woman wanted to tell her boyfriend, and I should really point out, she looks like she weighs 644 pounds, and she's missing a couple of very important teeth, the show teeth, that are up front. So her boyfriend, who looks like a crackhead and has six children and five grandchildren, Again, has spent a week eating and trying to take care of her. She's too heavy for him to push. So the whole episode, for an hour, this woman keeps teasing. I need to tell him. I need to tell him. Finally, they get to a Mexican restaurant. He said, and this isn't really important. I just felt like it needed to be repeated. He said, I don't really do Mexican. The American blood inside me began to boil. What American doesn't like Mexican food? Anyway, they sit down, and he ordered like a burrito that only had meat and nothing else. He might have said add cheese on it, but he basically removed everything else. Excuse me, no, it was the fajitas. And he said, just bring me the meat and like the veggies that you oil up and cook. Nothing else. And then she ordered like a, an enchilada or something, but only with meat and cheese. 
getting rid of all the veggies and stuff that normally come with it. That's like when you go to Chipotle and just say, double up the meat, nothing else. Let's go. So over this ridiculous meal, and they brought her plate to her on a platter, as you would a 644-pound woman when they walk into your restaurant, if you even let them in, because I would have stopped her at the beginning and been like, just so that you know, this is not an all-you-can-eat buffet. Oh, well then come on in. And also, these chairs are wood. I don't know if they can support this. So she gets around to spilling her secret, and she tells him she's a pansexual. I took that pause because TLC made a much longer pause that I had to wait through. So when he hears that she's a pansexual, he's holding a face, the same face that I had when I turned to my wife and said, what's that mean exactly? And then he said, and what does that mean? And then she described that as a pansexual, she basically believes in being attracted to anybody, whether you're whatever on the spectrum of the LGBTQ plus pyramid thing, like you could be trans, you could be queer, binary, non-binary, whatever. She'll love you. This woman, I've already told you, is 644 pounds. Her boyfriend has stayed with her for the past week, and to the best of our knowledge, they're monogamous. We just kept wondering why she felt like it was so important to let him know this. I won't say anything too horrible, but I will remind you of a popular phrase. If a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there to hear about it, does it make a noise? I believe that I read something where scientist says it does. But if a 644-pound woman is pansexual, but no one is interested, does it get fucked? And more importantly, you're getting fucked by this dude. So unless you want to start seeing other people, I don't see why you should bother wasting everybody's time when they could have been eating some of that good old Mexican, I would call it food, but if you remember, they took out a lot of the food and just got meat and things like they were children who only eat chicken fingers. <laughs>